It's a crazy little thing called Love Dev, a comedy podcast brought to you by Love Dev, episode 62, Snack Booble. Aldi's have only gone and smashed it again. Right now, in my hand, I'm currently holding a pot noodle. It's no ordinary pot noodle. It's an Aldi pot noodle. (laughs) I bought it the other day. I saw it up on the shelf. I thought, let me try that because, obviously, because of my work, I don't really get time to go out and eat. So I thought, I need to quick snack that I can just brew if I'm feeling peckish. This Aldi pot noodle is called Snack Noodles. It's a chicken and mushroom flavour. It looks just like the normal pot noodle that you buy from the shop. I don't know who who, who's the maker of the pot noodle. There's a question for you. I'll have to find out in a minute. So yeah, I've got that in my hand and it's all right, man. Do you know what? I had one before and it's nice. (laughs) So Aldi, you've smashed it again. I don't know how you guys do it, but you've done it. So also, I'm not sure how I'm going to record a podcast and eat my snack noodle at the same time. <laughs> Might have to pause it a little bit. But yeah, I saw it in the supermarket. Like, there was only two chicken and mushroom flavours left on the shelf. And it was like two pallets of curry flavour, I think. Obviously, that's a big that's a big giveaway in it. <laughs> when you see least of an item, you know it's very popular. <laughs> that's what Aldi's is like. I rarely go to Lidl. I'm talking about supermarkets. <laughs> I haven't really got one near me. There is one, but it's like a five ten minute drive. I can't be asked to drive that far. So obviously Aldi's only around the corner from my house, so I went to them. But yeah, that's how you know if an item's really good in those type of supermarkets. The fewer there is, you know it's a good product. (laughs) I say that though, but my kids like, you know them noodle packets you get? The little ones, what they're called now? You know what I'm on about. They're a bit like a pot noodle, basically. You you, uh, boil it and then you add the powder in. Now, Aldi's always, always they have the chicken flavour, which seems to be the least popular one. (laughs) They've got other flavours, but, you know, there's not many of them. But my kids love the chicken one, so I'm guaranteed to always find it. (laughs) Oh, mate. Yeah, so the reason I say that is because you all know I've started that new job now, so it's COVID rapid testing. The tests are done within 30 minutes. I've got used to the job now. got used to all the system, you know, the computer, um, and chatting to people. There's a nurse who was there, and he was doing the swabs, and he said to me, dude, you're a proper chatty geezer, man. <laughs> he said, you need to carry on and try and find a job in radio again. I said, I oh, know. 
<laughs> he said you got the gift of the gab for people. It's a shame I can't use it on stage, isn't it? Try and be an MC or something. <laughs> yeah, other than that, the job's all right, but I'll tell you what. I mean, I worked at different bases across the city of Birmingham. And I would say the most busiest one, and obviously it has to be, is the actual town centre of Birmingham. So there's a little hub that they've set up, which is outside the Hippodrome Theatre, literally right outside it. And man, it is so busy. My first day, right? (laughs) I'm not even lying. I was, what, I was standing for at least 10 hours. 10 hours straight, I was standing. And you know what? There was no seats or nothing. And I was absolutely knackered, man. My feet were gone. I could feel my feet. My legs were tired. When I got home, dude, (laughs) I was shattered, man. I was knocked out on the couch at home. I've never been that tired in my life. I don't think I've ever stood around that long. Tell a lie. The one job I did stand around a lot in was security. (laughs) I've done loads of security jobs. Supermarkets. I've done service stations. I've done industrial sites. Office blocks. The worst job in history. I'm sorry if you're a security guard, but you know what I mean. It's a depressing job. You're on your own for hours. (laughs) You know, you're standing... If you're in a retail security... And you're always on your feet. You don't really sit down unless it's a break. Man, I think I would say that's probably one of the hardest jobs. Well, not hard, yeah. Tiring job standing around. But I reckon now it's maybe it's my age. Because <laughs> obviously I've got some form of arthritis and I can feel it now on my bones, which doesn't help because my birthday's around the corner. <laughs> so I'm getting older. It's a tough job. It's not a tough job, but, you know, dealing with customers, pay people, shall I say, public. There's some proper characters out there. <laughs> In town, there's some crazy people. <laughs> because we're right next to Chinatown. Hippodrome is more or less in Chinatown of Birmingham. It's not as busy as it is. Like, you've noticed the difference with the lockdown and everything. There's not many people out. There's still people out doing their shopping because there's a few Chinese supermarkets and you see people shopping there. But in general, there's not many. The only ones you really see are the workers, the people that work in Digbeth who pass through Chinatown will come and have a test done. Um, So, yeah, but, oh, dude, you're talking about Chinatown, like, especially now, it's supposed to be, like, you know, jam-packed. Because it's almost the Chinese New Year, which happens to be Year of the Ox, according to the old uh, Google. I had a quick look at what the year is, and I've ate my pot noodle as well. <laughs> I had to pause it and re- eat my pot noodle. <laughs> Might as well, as I'm talking about Chinatown, ain't it? And my noodles. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, if you were born under the year of the ox, I think that's a good thing. Apparently, it's the second sign of the Zodiac. And according to a myth, Jade Emperor said he would order the lineup of the... (laughs) Sounds like I'm talking about a gig. 
So apparently it was a race, right? And he said he'll order all the animals to come in as they arrive. So apparently the ox was the first one to arrive, but the rat tricked the ox into giving him a ride. And just as they arrived, the rat jumped down, landed ahead of the ox, thus the ox becoming the second animal. <laughs> the rats are sneaky, innit? Are you born under the rat? I'm born under the horse. <laughs> we'll leave it there, eh, ladies? <laughs> all right, okay then. So, Cord, if you're born under the ox, it's all done with years, isn't it? It's all done with years. So, if you're a 2009, 97, 85, 73, 61, 49, or 1937, all back to 1925, if you're that old and listening to this podcast, you need help. Uh, you, if you're born under any of them years, right, you're born as an ox in the Chinese horoscope. So apparently the ox is associated with earthly branch and the hours one and three in the morning. That's a good time. <laughs> I'm normally up at them hours. In the terms of the yin and the yang, the ox is the yang. So the oxen are the hard workers in the background. You're intelligent, reliable, but never demanding praise. Is that true? I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, there's a lot more if you want to know. Have a read up on it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a horse, right? Remember I said I'm a horse. So the least compatible with an ox is a goat, a horse, or a dog. So I've got no chance with you people, unfortunately. <laughs> my computer's playing up, man. Well, not playing up. It's been doing it for ages anyway. So you know my mouse, right? It disconnects from my PC. So I have to keep leaning over on my desktop and fiddling about with the USB port. And then it starts working again. There you go. Maybe it was the ox that done it. Who knows? <laughs> but I know that I'm born under the current, should we say it's the English one? I don't know. The proper horoscope. <laughs> the proper one, you know. Yes, yeah, so I'm born under the fish, which is obviously, uh, it will start on my birthday, I think, on the 19th or the 20th of February. So my birthday is on the 20th of February. Don't forget to send me presents and cards. Or if you want, just send me a donation. <laughs> On my Patreon page, I'm, to be fair, I've never checked it. I've probably got like thousands and thousands of pounds in there. But I haven't bothered checking it. <laughs> so yeah, but I'm the fish. And the fish apparently is the last sign of the Zodiac. I read somewhere it says, everyone is born under each sign. Like we go around the calendar. Every time, you know what I'm saying? So you're a, I don't know, you're a Leo, you're a Virgo. You're a Libra, you're a Scorpio, so it goes all the way around, and then you hit Pisces at the end, <laughs> and then you don't come back to Earth, which is great, because if it was me, right, I would make sure I don't come back. Would you want to come back? Especially now, with all this pandemic. <laughs> so I thought to myself, what can I do to stop myself from being reincarnated? <laughs> 
Because you know how Indians believe in reincarnation. I thought, what's that one thing I could do? Get a tattoo. <laughs> Not only is it forbidden to have a tattoo. I don't know if that's true. Probably is somewhere, isn't it? <laughs> There's always one religion or culture saying you shouldn't have tattoos. I'd have a tattoo, but it'd be a logo of the recycle sign. But it would be the not recyclable. <laughs> and I'd have the words, currently not recyclable. <laughs> currently. <laughs> so if I died and I went to heaven and God said, you know what? I'm sending you back to earth. I'll be like, eh, 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 pointing at my shoulder. <laughs> I don't think so, mate. Look at this logo. <laughs> you staying here then? Cheers, mate. <laughs> I must be the clumsiest person in the world. You know, like Chunk out of the Goonies, the movie. You know how every he holds something and he drops it? <laughs> That's me. Except I do it with food as well. So whilst I was eating my pot noodle, smashed it, by the way. Or should I say snack noodle? <laughs> Only gone and dribbled it down my top. <laughs> my Luke sweater, which I really like, has got what you call it? <laughs> Snack noodle juice, chicken and mushroom flavour down my top. I'm the worst, man. I'm the absolute worst for that. I need a bib. That's how bad I am. <laughs> And it would probably have on it, currently dribbable. <laughs> dribbler. That's me. I'm a proper dribbler. <laughs> I've done it at work as well the other day. Right. What was it I had? I had something to eat. I can't remember now. What was it, man? And it dribbled down my top. And that's... Oh, dude. I think it was a coffee or something. Even... I can't even get coffee in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm mental in it. I'm proper mental. Should we see if anyone needs my help? You know, I had that new section where I said, "What do you want to know?" Put it on Facebook. One comment. <laughs> had a comment from a friend of mine, an old colleague. His name's Jamie. Shout out to Jamie. It's not Jamie who you all know with a big punk rocker hair who lives on my road. This is a different Jamie. I used to work with Jamie years ago in a uh, hospital. <laughs> He's a crazy dude, man. He would get up to so much mischief, but I would join in as well. But we used to have a proper laugh. So he wanted, he wanted me to say who's the funniest person I've ever worked with. And to be fair, it is him. There is one other guy, um, Mikey, friend, another good friend of mine, colleague. Now, we, me and him have a laugh all the time, but I haven't seen him in ages. But Jamie is another dude who uh, I will never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget his birthday because it's on the same day as my anniversary, my first wedding to the same woman. <laughs> so it's 2nd of December. His birthday's then, so I'll never forget his birthday, obviously, for that reason. 
<laughs> so there you go. That was What Do You Wanna Know by Jamie, who answered his own question. Because he knew I was going to say it was him. And to be fair, it is. Right, shall we do a... Um, let's let's do a real dilemma. Let's see who wants my alp. <laughs> On the no Reddit stupid question. Here we go. Here's a question from what the... And he's asking, or she's asking, <laughs> why are we working so much harder to establish civilization in space rather than the ocean? Very good question, that. Uh, I think the reason we're trying to find civilization in space, well, to establish civilization, shall I say, there's a lot more room up there, isn't it? <laughs> Obviously, we can build things and stick it up in the space, like the space station, for instance. And we can just keep expanding. We've got like loads of different planets that are undiscovered yet that could be Earth-like, as we all say. What is it? Kelper B15... Something like that. I think they're all called Kelper, ain't it? <laughs> I'm sure they've found like hundreds of possible um, life-like, Earth-like Earth planets, shall I say. So that's probably the reason, isn't it? And you're going up rather than going down. I mean, I wouldn't want to live in an ocean. It'd be good for a bit. Like in Dubai, they've got a hotel, I think. Is it the... Um, Oh, what's it? The Palm Beach, yeah. My mate told me. So in the Palm Beach, they've got like these hotel rooms and they're actually built under the sea. So like all your view is the actual sea. You get to see all the fishes, <laughs> octopuses and things like that. And that. I mean, that'd be nice. That'd be a really good experience. I bet it's not cheap, but how are you going to deal with daylight and stuff like that, isn't it? <laughs> How would you deal with it? I don't know. Let's see what people are saying. Someone said living in the ocean would be much harder and more dangerous. <laughs> I like this. I like this comment. He said because rockets go. Brrr. <laughs> That's a very good one. There's been a comment from somebody called Grace One Four Seven, and she says she watched a documentary. And they did try living in the sea in the 1960s, around a similar time to the space program. A couple of different studies around the world where people lived in chambers under shallow waters. However, people were shifting their focus more towards space travel. Therefore, it dwindled down. Probably true. If it was, I mean, I'd rather go to space if it was me. At least you got more options of finding aliens, and it. <laughs> And different other species of creatures. Who knows? There's probably dinosaurs on another planet. You don't, you never know, innit? <laughs> you just never know. Then we're going to have to kill them all off again. Uh, so we can um, live on that world. That's what... The, have you seen the movie? What's it called? Avatar. You've seen that film, innit? Good film, that. So the whole film is based on about... Uh, I think it relates... It's about Native Americans. Did you know that? So it's about Europeans coming into America and taking over the land and ripping out their soil and, and, and uh, what you call it, minerals 
from from their country. <laughs> That's what the film's based on. And the reason the Avatar is all blue because of the Hindu god Krishna. And he was a he was blue in it, so that's what I, I saw that on a documentary. <laughs> the actual producer or the writer of the film, he said it came out of his own mouth. That's the whole meaning of the the thing that we go to different places, and we just take over. That's probably what we would do anyway if we ended up in space. I would like to be alive to see that though. That we made it up there. <laughs> Maybe when I die and I want to get reincarnated, even though I probably can't because I've got the tattoo. <laughs> I'll say to the universe, the god of universe, hey, mate, just, just, just want to have a little look what that new planet's like. <laughs> it's safe, though, yeah? No viruses. No um, COVID, corona, man-made, possibly. <laughs> or from an animal. Who knows? <laughs> So let's do a weird news story. My favourite time in the podcast. So today's story comes all the way from California in America. And this is from the Los Angeles Times, LA Times. And the news is six arrested after changing the Hollywood sign to Holly Boob. <laughs> Six people were arrested Monday after scaling steep terrain around the iconic Hollywood sign and strategically changing it to convey what they said was a breast cancer awareness message, according to police. Uh huh. Good enough excuse if it isn't. Holly Boob, the sign briefly read with a big top with the letter B on it. <laughs> thrown over the W at a strategically placed white dash to make the D another B. Oh, yeah. (laughs) LAPD Captain Steve Lurie. Shout out to LA Captain Steve Lurie. The Hollywood area commander said LAPD security personnel observed the five men and one woman on video surveillance about 1.15pm. A police helicopter responded to the area and flight crew were able to watch the group move back down the hill to a location on Mulholland Highway where other officers and park rangers met them with handcuffs. You're going to get handcuffed, guys. The arrests were not publicly identified and could not immediately be reached for comment. But all six will be cited with misandema, trespassing and released. Leary said, there's no vandalism because the sign wasn't damaged. The site is surrounded by Griffith Park, but it's not accessible to the public and is privately maintained by the Hollywood Sign Trust. A representative for the trust said they were grateful for the fast response from the LAPD. It's unfortunate that such an important icon for the city of LA is not being appreciated. <laughs> said Mark Panentea. I've seen that sign, by the way. The group's chairman who said trespassing to alter the sign was wrong no matter the perpetuated cause. I need to get English lessons. This is an icon that there's for visual reinforcement of the importance of Hollywood, not just to the city of LA, but to the world. Panentea said it needs to be upheld. It doesn't need to be demoned. 
Do you mean demon? <laughs> I think it is demon. Apparently a woman died. Was it an actress who died? She went up to that Hollywood sign and I think she committed suicide. I'm sure that's true. I saw it on the documentary. <laughs> and her goal still remains. Maybe it was her. Who knows? The sign has been changed before. Really? On New Year's Day in 2017, it was changed to read Hollyweed. <laughs> Hollyweed. Probably true. You know what the actors are like? They're all on that, and it. <laughs> and you can buy weed from from LA anyway. It's legal. You can buy it. Steve Alper, 54. Shout out to Steve Alper. He's a dentist. Happy birthday. Who lives down the hill and owns the vacant Mulholland property where the arrests were made. Said he was on his way to grab some lunch when he looked out the window and saw the holly boob lettering. <laughs> By the time he got up to his Mulholland property, the group who looked to have cameras and other recording gear were coming down and police were arriving, he said. It's probably just a gag. Alper said people trespass on the property all the time, but mostly get scared off by guards or rangers on bullhorns or the ghost of Hollywood. <laughs> uh, there you go. Don't go changing signs unless you want to get caught. Maybe it was a publicity stunt for breast awareness. Could be. Who knows? Maybe it's just these guys trying to play a prank. But they didn't damage it. So, you know, I don't think they should have um, get a bad sentence for that. If anything, just a warning, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's quite dangerous. It's on a steep hill. We could have died. <laughs> that was today's weird news story. Keep supporting the podcast. Keep listening. I appreciate it as always. And hopefully next week I'll have more things to talk about. See you then. Uh-huh.